Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Head to Maryland to take on Duke in the Military Bowl. UCF fans uh, everywhere thought the Cotton Bowl was the game that UCF was going to get. All you had to do was win the conference title. We didn't get that, but we still have a pretty good bowl game to watch, to root for your nights, and to get excited for. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Charge On. As always, I'm your host, Sean Green. Before we get into everything today, a quick word from our sponsors, Bet Online. Guys, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Guys, I'm pumped for it. I'm pumped for this game. I'm really excited. No Nick or Rob today. They partied too hard for Christmas. Feeling a little under the weather. I'm even a little under the weather. I mean, let's be real here. The weather in Maryland, much colder than here. But it's definitely cold here in Orlando. I mean, we stepped out, I stepped out for Christmas Eve. And I'm the I'm the type in cold weather where I say, it's not that cold. You know, I like the cold weather. I'm feeling good. Uh, then the night came for Christmas Eve. And there was no sun. It was windy. And I said, okay, turn the heat on in the apartment. And it, it was bad. It was really cold. Um, but our boys are going up to Maryland. And it's, it's, it's not going to go above 40 uh, up there. So... And it's been crazy. I mean, we can talk about the, the the flights and, you know, I feel really bad for some UCF fans that, you know, are taking Southwest and um, the, I don't know ever, the situation. I don't, I've not looked too much into it, but I know it's a really bad situation. The staffing shortage where they just don't have, staff is not showing up. Uh, the weather's obviously not the greatest, but it seems like it's only been a problem with Southwest. So, and UCF fans that were affected and can't go to the game anymore, I know that really sucks, and I'm sorry that you know you're gonna have to watch the game on the TV. But I mean, it should still be a good game, and I know it's disappointing, but at least we get to watch it, and we at least we have a bowl game. You know, that's I think the most important thing, and we got a good opponent, Duke, and we're gonna get into all that. But kind of after the Duke game, we're gonna give us do a season overview, and we're gonna talk with the guys about just this year as a whole. You know, signing day the entire season, what went right, what went wrong. And I think we all know what went wrong. I think we we can look back at the season and say, listen, regardless of this bowl game, because let's be real now, and I think this is my problem, especially with bowl season. Bowl season this season has just, and I, I guess it's felt like this the last couple of years, but you obviously have transfers that leave that are starters on your team. They, they leave and go, so they're not playing in the bowl game. Then you have the people that declare for the NFL draft, which... You know, you have to understand that. You can't mess with the player's money, especially in a bowl game. And I see both sides. I understand where fans can get frustrated and say, listen, like, 
you play the season. Why not play this one last game with your team and really, you know, fight one last time for a big bowl win for the school? But you also have to understand this player is probably going to make X amount of dollars. He gets hurt in that bowl game. He might not get drafted. He might drop in the draft. He might not get selected where he was, you know, supposed to get selected. There's a whole process, and I can understand both arguments, but you, they do not play in the bowl game, which can affect the bowl game. Now, mainly for these two teams, not too much of that. I mean, we're going to go into UCF and every player that's not going to play, the players that have to step up and are going to play this this game. But I think bowl games now, especially this this season specifically, it's about seeing your young guys perform and what you have behind the starters, right? In college football nowadays, it's not about who you have starting. It's the depth you have at each position. Now, some schools that have the top top of the line recruits, five stars, right? Their depth is great. But some teams that are so talented, listen, we could talk, even go last year to UCF's team. I mean, last year UCF had a really good team, but the depth was just not there. And they still won nine games. So I think you'd be really proud of the way UCF even performed with lack of depth. This year, UCF does have depth, and that helps. Rhino keeps not playing. Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste is not playing. Devontae Brown is not playing. That's going to come into effect. Now, we're going to talk about the guys that are replacing those guys in this bowl game and possibly for the future. I mean, a lot of the guys that you're going to see tomorrow are guys or today, whenever this goes up. Uh, But a lot of these guys are going to be the future of this program at some of these positions. We haven't got really a chance to see them. And that's going to be exciting. And that's why you should get really excited about this bowl game. I know a lot of fans, and listen, I'm going to be honest. The last couple of weeks have been UCF craziness. I mean, National Signing Day on the 21st, you had the transfer portal open up on the 5th. A lot of, we're still getting transfers. And UCF's going to continuously get transfers probably up until the start of next season. But it's just craziness. So the bowl games that maybe are quote-unquote not as important kind of get shifted to the back, Right? Back of the mind. I'll be honest. I just started thinking, like, kind of the bowl game creeped up on me. It, we, it was, you had the holidays. You had everything before the holidays. And then I'm texting the guys. And I'm like, oh, the bowl, the bowl game's on Wednesday. We got to get an episode out. We got to talk about the bowl game. And they're like, yeah, the bowl game creeped up. So if you're not in a New Year's Six, I think a lot of teams feel this. It's, And I, I don't really love this. I think one of the reasons the Gasparilla Bowl was so great last year is because both teams wanted to win. It was a rivalry, as much as Florida fans don't want to say it. Two Florida schools going at it. Both want to win, regardless of the circumstances. And the school that loses will make excuses after. And the school that wins will... It, they won. So, this year, not saying it's, you know, different, but let's be real. Not going to be many UCF fans going up to Maryland. Right. Uh, like in general, not just because it's far, but because flights are getting canceled and that's a whole other subject. Right. I mean, you might have a good amount of Duke fans in North Carolina. It's close enough to Maryland where I think some fans can make the trip. But again, you don't know how bad the weather is up there. So it kind of just takes some of the fun out of it. UCF has never played Duke. So it's a good new matchup to see. And Duke's a really good team. But there's no bad blood. There's no animosity between the programs. And I get in bowl games. That's that, that's normal. But 
I think a lot of UCF fans, and I know UCF specifically, wants to play in Florida, get fans to come down to the game. There's many bowl games that take place in Florida. A lot of people thought, hey, they're going to get the Gasparilla Bowl. But nope, that went to Wake Forest and whoever they played. I think it was Notre Dame. Or who didn't Wake Forest play? See, I don't even, I can't even tell you. So, Missouri. They played Missouri. So, I'm excited because I think this is a really good test for this Knights team. And it will give, Gus has said it, momentum heading into next season. Right? That's important. Momentum heading in to the next season especially going into the Big 12, is huge. You don't want to take a loss in the bowl game and halt that momentum and end on a loss, right? You want to go into the Big 12 full steam ahead. And this Duke team has proven to be a formidable opponent for UCF. I think two teams in very similar situations, very similar teams. I will say, I think Duke is going to give UCF many problems. I mean, specifically at quarterback, Riley Leonard, He's had a hell of a season. I mean, he's 31 touchdowns in total, six interceptions, 20 through the year, and 11 with his feet. I mean, he's their leading rusher for Duke, uh, and he's really proven, in my opinion, to be one of the top quarterbacks in the ACC. Uh, and I think next year, he's only going to take a, a bigger leap. I think he has performed really well, and he's the reason I think Duke is 8-4. and four. Duke, listen, in all their losses, it's been a one-score game. So Duke doesn't get blown out. Duke stays in games. Now, they haven't had really... Their biggest win was Wake Forest, which was the last game of the year. It was the biggest win, uh, 34-31 um, by far. And then Virginia. Those are the two biggest wins on the schedule. Their losses... I mean, they lost to teams that maybe you would look at and say, okay, you're supposed to lose to them. And they kept it close. I mean, Pitt, they lost 26-28. They lost to UNC, I think 38-35. Kansas, forgot the score of that one, but I know Kansas did beat them, and Kansas had a good year this year. Uh, Big 12 team next year. Uh, and Georgia Tech in overtime, 23-20. So I know UCF did beat Georgia Tech, and I think um, Georgia Tech beat Duke. If I'm not mistaken, they beat Duke with new head coach, not the old head coach. So they had big key losses, but... And they beat the teams they were supposed to. In eight wins, I mean, Mike Elko won ACC Coach of the Year for Duke, and he deserves it. I mean, he's improved that program substantially. Duke was never good in football, and he's really slowly but surely gotten them to be a really good football team. But I think this is more so... Listen, we'll go, we can go through that, right? Like, UCF's never played Duke. Very similar offense and scoring defense. UCF and Duke are very similar in both of those. I think UCF edges out Duke just uh, by like a point something points per game in uh, scoring defense. Same, same thing. I mean, I think we allow like a, a one point more than Duke. Um, it, it, And that's the thing. Duke has really improved throughout the year. You could see Riley, uh, Riley Leonard really improve as the year's gone on. And he does give teams fits with his legs. It's just like John Rice Plumley, right? Now, he doesn't have the feet, the speed of JRP. Not many quarterbacks do. But I think he has a different type of element to his game that can really give the Knights problems. And when you're missing two of your best defenders for this game, I think that can really cause UCF some big problems. Now, when you are going on the UCF side, some of those players that you're missing on defense, Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste, right? 
Walter Yates has been on the team. I think that is a much more seamless fit. Obviously, skill-wise, not very close. But I think Walter can come in and do a really good job. It's going to really be about stopping the quarterback run. I think he's proven. Riley Leonard has proven he doesn't make many mistakes. Six interceptions throughout the year. I mean, that's a very good number. But they don't have a really good rushing attack. I mean, they do running back by committee for the most part, looking at their kind of, they like to throw the football. And if they're running it, it's RPO, get the quarterback out of the pocket, running for yards, much like UCF's offense. They have a different style of offense. It's not, listen, we are a very run-heavy team, as everybody here knows. But I think in that sense, we've not played well against the pass this year. That's been one of our big problems, and specifically passing with a mobile quarterback because the mobile quarterback for us has had a lot of great success. And when you look at Tulane and Michael Pratt, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't count Michael Pratt as, you know, a JRP, but he can run for yards and he can throw the ball very successfully. And he showed that in the American Championship. Jeremiah Jean, Walter Gates. Uh, For cornerback, obviously, Jakari Henderson is not going to start, but I think he will see some time. And I think... Jakari has not seen a lot of time this year, obviously, true freshman. His brother uh, has seen some time at safety. Uh, Damari has seen some time at safety. And, you know, he's kind of shown some flashes in the time he's been in. I really want to see Jakari kind of step up and see kind of what he can do. Because the one sour spot of this UCF team has been the corner position. The corner position has struggled throughout the year. And I think getting, they're bolstering the transfer. I mean, we've, we've gotten some pretty good transfers that'll come in and probably start day one. But the future of the program is, is going to be very, very important when it comes to that position. You can go and get corners in the transfer portal all you want. And you can. You can continuously do that. But you need to develop your young guys. And I think seeing him play in this, this final game will really show where he is at in his development after the first year and where he can go in the next year or two years um, to somehow be in the rotation. Um, Ryan O'Keefe, he's obviously not playing. He went to Boston College to be with his old wide receiver coach that was here, Daryl Wyatt. I'm excited to see Xavier Townsend. He's gotten a lot of play this year, but not too much at wide receiver because, again, you had your top three wide receivers. He came in every once in a while for certain play packages. I'm excited to see him get extra time he's a starter starting receiver uh, for this game and I'm pumped I'm pumped to see him get the opportunity I think it's going to be really good for him and he's really improved throughout the year Uh, you saw in that final game I mean he can be a player for us next year I know we've got those receivers you got Christian Leary coming in Um, you've got Magwood coming in but I think Townsend can really make some noise in that wide receiver room next year. And he de- he's not just wide receiver. He can play out of the backfield. He can he can be in that slot position. I think he played really good in the slot. Um, and he can catch punts and punt returns. So I'm really excited, excited about Xavier. So I think replacing Ryan, that he'll fit right in, in that role um, and wherever they want to put him. But the big question, I mean, you got JRP. He's had kind of a month to heal up, heal the, the hamstring up. And I think... Thomas Castellanos. I mean, you threw him in in the championship game. He didn't perform very well. It was it was an up and down type of game for him. 
uh, didn't have much success at, at all. But again, I think that's where you see he is a raw talent. But I think getting him these game reps where it's not going to affect his red shirt, and it's, it, well, to be, it already got thrown out last game. But I think throwing him in this game at, in certain moments and maybe playing him in a quarter or, or so, I mean, that's going to be crucial. And I know JRP is your starter next year, if it, and, and that's fine. I mean, that's ultimately, they're going to have a quarterback competition. I'd be shocked if anybody else was the quarterback, but getting Tommy some some in-game reps like you did in the championship game. Was it the most ideal spot to get him game reps? Absolutely not. I don't think that's a smart time. And would I prefer Tommy start in this game? Yes. And that's just the God's honest truth. Not because I don't want JRP. I think, obviously, if you're if you're trying to go win the game 100%, go, you got to put JRP out there because Tommy's just not ready. But if you wanted to use this as a important like to get him actual good reps to get better and to kind of get him prepared before he goes in the big 12 throw him out there see what he can do and and that's kind of it i i don't know how much we see him i know he is the backup so i think he will play a little bit um and i don't really know how healthy jrp is that's the big question amongst every fan is how healthy is john rice Plumley going into this game he has had time but has he been practicing how, like if he has been, how hard are the practices? I'm assuming they're not very hard, especially, you know, going into bowl prep. I feel like it's more walkthroughs, not too much hitting, but who knows? Um, but I'm excited to see him in whatever capacity just to to get more of a feel of, you know, what he can do and how much he's improved. Because I think we saw a lot of good flashes early on, but you don't want to throw him out there um, in the Big 12 whenever he's ready without a, some good game reps. So I think that is going to be crucial for him. Listen, guys, not much else to it. I think it's it's a very intriguing game. Uh, it, huge. It could be a huge win. Huge win for UCF if um, they can pull this off. And listen, y- you can do it. I mean, I think you could, pr- you could run on Duke. And I think that's what we're going to do. Um, some of these seniors, man, Isaiah Bowser, I mean, I think... For as much as we just didn't think he was the same this year, I think he really proved at the back end of the year what he can be, and I think he will be a good NFL running back for whoever takes him. I don't know where he would go, but um, I think he can be a, 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 a really good back, with which is a different brand of football nowadays with some of these running backs. I think he could really perform. Sam Jackson, I mean, what a guy. Um, I think he's going to be sorely missed on the offensive line. And and to be honest, I mean, getting transfers, I'm I'm excited about the transfers, right? I, I really am. But it, there's nothing like developing young offensive linemen to be, you know, be a player. Sam's been here for a long time, um, and I'm I'm happy that Al Collar's staying. Uh, I I think that is a huge thing for the tight end room. He did so much for us this year, and we've got some tight ends in in the wings, right? We have a couple boys waiting in the wings, but there's nothing like you know. Mr. Dependable staying and to all the seniors that this is going to be their last game. I mean, thank you for everything. Thank you for everything that you've done for the university and really showing out for UCF and the Knights guys. It's going to do it. Not too much. We will have a full, full on, uh, after game show, whatever the result, as usual, we'll go into the win or loss and kind of 
give you all that information and, and see where this night's team goes from here. We were just because it's going to be the offseason after this game does not mean we are done. We are going to still do at least one episode a week um, recapping a lot of news. And we haven't even hit on the transfers yet. That's the thing. We've been so preoccupied with so many other things, but we will get you all of the stuff with the transfers and everything after this Duke game. And we will go into all this stuff for the offseason. A little bit shorter episode today, but we will definitely have a lot longer episode after the bowl game. Guys, this has been Charge On, presented by Bet Online. We will see you after the game. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.